It's good to be with you today. Uh, you may remember last week we began a new series, uh, Worship Emphases, where we were highlighting uh, the promise that we all made when we became United Methodist, or if you have not yet joined the United Methodist Church but are considering it, it's a promise that we will ask you to make. It's a commitment that we're asking, that we will ask you to make. And that commitment would be to faithfully support the ministries of the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And so over these next five weeks, we're going to lift up each one of those and highlight each one of those aspects of the promise. And in case you need a little remembering or in ca- a reminder or in case you weren't here last week, uh, we began last week by highlighting our commitment to support the church with our presence, with our presence. And I suggested to those that were here last week that it really doesn't do any good to preach about the sermon of you need to be present when I was preaching to the choir. They were already present here anyway. But being present is more than just showing up. Showing up's important. We never know how God may use our presence to impact the life, uh, the lives, or the lives of someone near us. But just as important, and maybe even more important than showing up, is when you are present to be fully present. Last week we used this parable of the Good Samaritan to sort of highlight that. And we said that that there was a man who was beaten up by robbers and left for half dead on the side of the road. And that there were three people that came in close proximity with this man left for dead. Two of them were religious professionals. And yet they saw the man and passed to the other side of the street and kept going. All three of those men were present to the one that was left for half dead. But only one of them was fully present. Only one went over to minister to the man in need. Well, today we highlight the second aspect of the promise that we make when we become United Methodist. And we're going to highlight today the commitment to serve. It seemed like the appropriate highlight to do today on this All Saints Day as we pause to remember the saints in all times, in all places, not just on this side of eternity, but those that have gone on to join the church triumphant. And we affirm and we celebrate that the way they lived and the way they served and how it had a tremendous impact on our lives and on our faith. And so that's why we highlight the ministry, uh, the commitment that we made to service today. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been to Dairy Queen or if you've ever been to any other number of restaurants, uh, when they give you your receipt, a lot of times they will take a pen and they will highlight this little part of the receipt. 
And they'll say, we'd really like to know how our service was today. So if you would be so kind as to go and and log on to our website and enter in this code and let us know how we did today. How did we serve you? And for doing this, we're going to give you something free. You know, maybe it's a free dessert from Dairy Queen, or maybe it's a free cookie from Subway, or maybe when you go to Outback Steakhouse, you get that free blooming onion. That's what I'm talking about, right? You fill it out. Maybe you get 10% off your next meal, or, or maybe they don't give you anything, but they try to entice you by saying, if you will go and spend the next 30 minutes of your life filling out this survey, we'll enter you for a chance to win a $500 shopping spree from our establishment. Well, the reason why they do that is because businesses understand that a large determining factor as to whether or not we will ever go back to that place is the kind of service that they offered the kind of service that we received. Statistics show that we will pay more money for something if the service is high quality. And statistics show that if you get lousy service somewhere, regardless of how good the product is, you will try to find that same product somewhere else because you don't like And you don't want poor service. And so these companies are really trying to get you and me to let them know how well did we serve you. And so they'll ask you a lot of questions. And what they're wanting to know is in what way did you feel like we served you well In what way can we determine that we're providing good customer service? And in what way could we serve you better? It seems to me that that's essentially what's going on in the scripture today. That there's going to come a time when Jesus is going to want to know about our service. Where Jesus is going to use his own kind of survey to determine if the service we provided was high quality or not. And so you have that in our scripture lesson. It's an analogy for all of humankind. And what Jesus is going to do one day according to the scripture is that he is going to determine us. He's going to sort us based on the quality of service that we provided other people. And Jesus says that when we show mercy to another human being, we show mercy to Christ. When we offer compassion to another person, we offer compassion to Christ. When we love other people, we are loving Christ. And as we've read the scripture this morning, can you think about all of the people that have been motivated throughout the history of the world to be more compassionate and to be more loving and to be kind because of what they read in this passage of scripture? Because 
whenever you've clothed the naked, whenever you've visited the people in prison, whenever you've fed the hungry or gave water to the thirsty, it's a reminder that you did that to Jesus just as you did that to them. Now, I want to suggest to you this is not an exhaustive list. So if you've hit every one of these in the last week, that you're good to go. But it is a reminder that serving others is an essential part of the Christian faith. Now, biblical commentators might be quick to point out to you that they don't always like this particular passage because this particular passage seems to suggest that all you have to do is just do something for somebody else and that that ultimately is the litmus test that Jesus used to decide whether you're a sheep or whether you're a goat. It doesn't say anything in here about acknowledging one's sinfulness or about seeking forgiveness from God for one's sinfulness. All it talks about is whether or not we've cared and loved and shown mercy and compassion for other people. Because when we've done that, we've done it to Christ. And my response to that would be that I don't think that Jesus here is trying to give us a full picture of the final judgment. But that what Jesus is trying to do here is to make the point That we should not and we cannot ignore those in need. We cannot ignore the oppressed. And we cannot ignore the depressed. And that when we serve in the name of Christ. And when we serve for the sake of Christ. We serve Christ. But let's be honest. There's some people it's a lot easier to serve than others, right? (laughs) I mean, it's really easy to serve the people that we think might one day have an opportunity to serve us back. That's easy. I could do something nice for you fairly easily if I think that one day you're going to do something nice for me. That's just the way it works, you know. I I, I may do something nice for you if I think that uh, you're going to do something um, nice for the church. Uh, I might do something nice for you if you're a really pleasant person with a warm personality and a kind heart and the gift of goodness and mercy in your life. But that ain't everybody, is it? (laughs) There are some people that have such a bad attitude that just pull, just suck the life out of you. They're like parasites. They just latch on to you emotionally and physically and spiritually and they just drain every bit of energy and love and grace and mercy out of you. And it's hard to serve those people. That's when I want to say uh, there's a lot of other nice churches in the area. Could I help you find one? And yet, The scripture is pretty clear here that we're supposed to serve everyone. We're supposed to serve the ones that may be so poor that they can't pay us back. We're supposed to serve the people who are so difficult to get along with that it takes more than what we can muster on our own. But it takes incorporating and tapping into our faith and and the people that God calls us to be in order to. 
to serve them. Service is what we're called to do. For the sake of Christ. For the sake of the world. Not just because we think that in serving others we might be served in return. I think it's so funny that Brian preached uh, the children's sermon about Dairy Queen. I've long heard how that uh, church people, Sunday is like the lowest tip day of the year. I guess it's because y'all put all your money in the offering plate, right? God might forgive you for poor tipping service if that's why you're not tipping. Well, I don't know. But I wonder if you went out for lunch today after church or whenever you go out for dinner the next time. And that server brings you that check. And that server highlights a portion of that check. But instead of it asking you to rate their service, it asks you to rate your own. What would that survey look like? I would suggest that all of us would be wise and would find it beneficial to consider the ways that we have been and are willing to serve Christ. Not just in the church, but throughout the world. And to remember that whatever we do for anyone else, We do it also to him.